Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Sneakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. This is episode 18, August 23rd. It's a Wednesday. I'm Matt Roy. This is Chuck Migatinic. Chuck, 18. What comes to mind? I'm going to go with who you're going to go with. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, in fact, it, can you think of anybody other than him to um, go past 18? What about Randall Cobb? That's a good one. I hadn't thought about Randall Cobb. But again, when you say the number 18 and you got to pick one, that's a good one. There's Randall the, Cobb, though. Okay, you're right. I should have gone with that. The 18 is Peyton Manning, as of course. I mean, top six quarterback of all time. Let's just call it top five, maybe. We're sure top 10. For, yeah, not even close top 10. Unquestioned right? top 10. But other 18s. Is there any other 18s out there that you can think of? You know. I don't know why Jordi Alba from the uh, from the Spanish national team sticks in my head okay. for soccer. But. So that's so you're pulling the Mark Grace card today. <laughs> yeah, for, apparently. For 18. <laughs> that's okay. I still can't believe you on Mark Grace. You know what? <laughs> but here's the thing. You know what? I should have been more prepared. I should have given that more thought. I completely forgot that that was going to be the way we were going to start this off today. So I took the easy way out. There's really I'll go with Peyton Manning. 18 is pretty simple. You know what a good one is? So I talked about Greeny's book before. Um, 18, he also does... Uh, like not jersey numbers. So 18 could have like a significance of the number. Another thing I think of when I think of 18 is Jack Nicholas because of 18 major okay. major wins. So I I also think of that when I think of the number 18. Okay, so off the top of your head, we'll get ahead of ourselves. Who do you think of who do you think of when we go to the number 19? All right, see, now you're getting way ahead of me. I haven't even thought about that yet. So. See, and I don't know why Keyshawn Johnson pops right <laughs> in my head. So I mean, again, this is not as weird this as is how random this this can actually get. Let, I love that you're just doing like first one that pops in the head. So, I mean, 18 is just so simple. All right, well, let's get to the real fun here. As you know, sneakers and cleats. This is the sneakers and cleats podcast. Excuse me. Emphasis on the cleats today, as it will be our first high school episode of the season. Huge first week of high school football here in Texas, especially here in our community. Big games like Brendan and Steele, two of the last teams standing last year, and uh, I believe the 13th and 16th ranked teams in Dave Campbell's uh, 6A football this year. So huge matchup in week one there. Johnson and Judson are playing against each other. That's a Mark Soto revenge game. And, of course, our Thursday Night Lights game of the week, Harlandale versus Vet Memorial. So just a little background. These Wednesday episodes are going to be called High School Hype Squad. So when you're looking for the episode in your podcast app, it'll be in the sneakers and cleats kind of category, and then the subhead will say High School Hype Squad if that's what you want to listen to. A little background on why we're doing these, because I know we have some international listeners and whatnot. Um, originally, we had the idea for a local sports podcast. I wanted to do one solely located or solely dedicated to high school sports, further build the community, kind of 
showcase some of our awesome athletes and schools that we have uh, here. We also wanted to do a different podcast with UTSA, Cowboys, Spurs, all the other big topics. So we decided to combine them under one umbrella, but we're still going to commit one day a week to high school sports because of the importance and the weight that that holds in our community. So we're going to start with football, and as we get going through the year, uh, we'll be doing other sports as well. We're going to start doing three podcasts a day. That's, we still have to work at all the logistics and all that stuff and um, some other hosts that will be with us as well, some guest hosts every week. Uh, so that'll happen after Labor Day. More de- details on that to come. Two of them will be on broader topics, one on high school football and high school sports. So anyway, now that that's all out of the way, the fun stuff, Chuck. We'll be previewing our uh, big matchups of the week right now. So, Chuck, what are your feelings on high school football this season? We had a great year last year. We did, and I'm excited too, and this is a great time of year. I think we've talked about this before, is there's so much of a learning curve every single year because coaches change, there's new coaches that get elevated in certain programs, you've got new players, you've got teams that were young that showed some promise last year, and now they're a little older, a little wiser, a little bigger, a little stronger. So... This time of the year, it's harder, obviously, to know exactly what you're going to have by year's end. We have a pretty good idea of some of the teams that we think are going to be pretty good at season's end, but I just always think it's super fascinating, and I love the fact that there is such a learning curve because that's the way it should be, right? I mean, you shouldn't have all this corporate knowledge on these high school teams where the faces and the jobs change so much. Yeah, and you have – high school football is just eternally interesting to me because you have – like the people in your area and it's like areas are always good. I mean, unless you recruit like some of the Austin schools, we won't get into that, but like Brennan is always good because of coach Bazer and Steele is always historically good. Judson fell on hard times now coming back. I mean, you have all these kind of like powers and then you have the ones that kind of pop up every two or three years. So schools like Brennan are really interesting this year because they lost so much talent. They are, how are they going to reload with, probably the most prolific passer San Antonio's ever seen leaving, plus his brother, plus so many offensive weapons that they had. So I think those are kind of the storylines coming into this year's teams trying to reload, and then also those young teams, like you said, like Johnson maybe, that are now trying to take that mantle. Right, and then the challenges for Brennan, obviously, with that part of town growing and exploding like it is, I mean, those kids, mm-hmm. some of the younger ones, are going to different schools. So you're going to see the Sotomayors of the world come up and – start to make a name for themselves too. So it'll be right. it'll be interesting to see how quickly Brennan challenges uh, or takes those challenges. And then, you know, with Baser running the show, I have no doubt that they're still going to be pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he's one of the best coaches we have uh, in our area and probably in Texas. So, um, But you're right. Those, those schools up there on the northwest side, um, like Soto and all the schools that northwest or north side ISD is, are building – are taking that talent away from and and making it almost um, more on the coaches to find that talent and develop the talent that they do have while those other kids are going to other schools. Yeah, and I got to give the school districts around here, all of them, a lot of credit because it would be easy to do like everybody did back in the old days, which was we're not going to expand the school district because we want our football teams to do great when they go to state. You know, it's you know, Judson was the model for that. And then, you know, for the benefit of the kids, all, you know, so more kids could play football and, you know, you'd have fewer kids in the high school, you, Wagner springs up. So, you know, if you take Wagner and Judson, I mean, what kind of a powerhouse would you have if you had that one little area still 
basically is one high school. And you know, steel so, too, right? Steel's something yep. that split off of there. Right. All that. Yes. The whole shooting gallery, right? But and that's not the only part of town. But again, right. I mean, for the benefit of the kids, you know, yes, it's harder for San Antonio teams to compete once they start playing Dallas, Houston, and now you can make the argument of Austin as well. But for the benefit of the kids, there's you know, better probably learning environment because there's fewer kids in those schools. Absolutely. Well, let's break down our TNL top 10 poll. So like I said, Steele is 13 in the uh, state when it comes to uh, Dave Campbell. Brennan is 16 in the state. We have Brennan at six in our TNL Thursday Night Lights poll. So let's go down one through 10 real quick. Steele's number one. Judson is two. Three is Reagan. Four is New Braunfels. Five is Johnson. Six is Brennan. Seven is Warren. Eight is Smithson Valley, nine is Vet Memorial, and ten is Harlandale. Those two teams we'll get into a little bit more in depth in a little bit. But uh, Chucks, let's start at one. Steel, always a power, always in control and and performing well under coach signs. That's accurate. I mean, when you <laughs> I mean, watch them, it just looks like a well-oiled machine. Everything looks like there's been a an immense attitude towards detail right everybody seems to be moving the way they're supposed to move you throw the athletes on top of it I mean it speaks to the job that he's done there they're going to be obviously very very good especially you know with a lot of their returners coming back and you know I think it's apt that they're number one to start the season I think they were very disappointed when they lost last year in the second round they were 11 or no going into that game they beat Brennan last year by one point in the opening uh, in the opening game, and then just went on to roll pretty much the entire season until that Judson game. I think it was week eight. They went to, I think it came down to the last second, as it always does with those two schools. But they have so many returners. They have the sophomore, Chad Warner, at quarterback. So I'm I'm going to be interested to see how they rebound from a loss like Lake Travis last year, especially after Brennan then beat Lake Travis in, uh, I think, the third round last year. So um, that game opening up on Friday night, it's going to tell it's going to tell a lot of stories. I think so too. I mean again, it's so early in the year, it's hard to know exactly what you're going to see from some of these guys. I don't know a whole lot about Steel. You know, I was I was already thinking ahead to Judson because there's a part of me that feels like we've got them ranked a little too high. Yeah. But, you know, you never question Mark Soto though. That's for sure. I mean, you talk about sneaky good coaches, yeah. right? You know, you're talking. I was thinking about this earlier today. You know, if you're going to name the top ten coaches in the area, I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a pretty tough fight to talk about who you would put in that top ten. But I don't think there's any question that you'd throw Coach Soto in there. I mean, I talked to one of their assistant coaches a couple of months ago, and he said, you know, we got a couple of dudes, but you know, we've really got to stay healthy for everything to go our way this year. I mean, they just don't have the numbers that they used right. to have, and so you know, they do have some studs like they always do over at Judson, but you know, again. The schedule is very, very tough as well, and you just hope that some of these non-district games don't take their toll on their numbers. Right. I mean, Judson under the first year under Coach Soto when he came back from Johnson, he they, I mean they went five and seven uh, in his return. They lo- they beat Johnson, I believe, week one last year, so it's a good little revenge spot for him. They lost in the second round to Vandergrift. They and they have a lot of returners this year. I mean, their quarterback's coming back, Elijah Favela. So they should be better than five and seven this year. I would be willing to put money on that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and there's a chance too, though, that they could be better than five and seven with the eye test, but right. because you know whatever reason they get banged up or 
you know, again, that schedule is not exactly easy. Oh, I mean, no. not even playing in their own league, but the non-district games are really, really tough too. Yeah, they've got a tough schedule. All those all those teams in that district usually do because they play. They kind of like punch above their weight class to try and get ready for district. Like Steele, I think, is playing Lake Travis in week two uh, again this year, as they did last year. Um, and they beat them last year, and then they lost to them in the in the playoffs, which was even, probably even more not humiliating, but deflating for them. So. Yeah, and I—I I mean, again, goes back to you know David Signs and all these coaches with these storied programs here. They always play a tough non-district schedule, and I think that speaks well to you know they're always looking for the next challenge, and you know, kind of records be darned at the end of it. What do you think about our number three team, the Reagan Rattlers, coming back this year? Uh, eight and three last year, lost to New Braunfels in the first round. Caleb Capuccio's back, Connor McCabe back, but they did lose some talent. The the running back is is gone. He was a senior last year, so. But the prior kid that they got's very good, and they were pretty young last they year. They were. I think that this is going to be a team that could surprise a lot of people, although I don't know how many teams you're going to surprise since we have them ranked number three. But, again, this you know this might be the case where you could actually move Reagan up. I mean, again, well-coached team, and I think with a year of knowledge that they gained from last year, you have to believe on the surface that they would be one of the – preseason favorites to win the league this year. So I don't know much about New Braunfels this year. They they lost second round last year, 8 uh 8 and 4 record. I'm going to skip right to Johnson because uh, Johnson Judson plays this week. That's going to be a huge week 1 matchup for him. I love Ty Hawkins. Ty Hawkins, I we covered him in baseball last year as well. I believe he's just a sophomore coming in or he's a junior. Yeah, I'm not he's one I, of the two. He's an underclassman. Yeah. Yes. Um and he he is phenomenal. Like he just burst onto the scene as a starter last year. And there was one play against Judson where he like ran halfway around the field and then just flipped it up and scored a touchdown. And I was like, that's some Kyler Murray BS right there. That was ridiculous. Yeah, he's one heck of a player. And I think the TCU Horn Frogs would agree with you, right? <laughs> Since he's already committed to them. You know, I think there's something to be said about some of the lessons that. Ty's learning, even from other sports. You know, he plays baseball. He's a really good baseball player, uh, you know, and had a tough series there in Reagan's, I'm sorry, Johnson's last playoff series. But, you know, the next day he's out running track. You know, again, he's learning some valuable lessons, whether it's just in football or in other sports, that's going to make him a better quarterback. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially with baseball where, you know, there's built-in failure all the time. You know, football – you know, he's probably going to have a lot of successes in high school because he's just so darn good. But I think all these things are going to serve him well. And it'll be fun to watch and see how he does this year, you know, based on what he's already done. And then now how is he going to be? He's a little bigger, a little stronger. And, again, there's just more knowledge of the system. And we've talked about Brennan already. They're number six. Uh, they're playing uh, Steel this week, as we've covered. They lost to Westlake in the fourth round last year, 12-2. and two. Overall, their two losses were to Westlake in the fourth round and Steel in week one, I thought that they were going to win the whole damn thing. The Ashton DeBose, Aaron DeBose, Avron Carter, uh, Armando Acevedo, uh, that offense was stacked, and they ran into a buzzsaw in Westlake, but I think that it's going to be tough for them to come back and be better than they were last year because they were so damn good. No, I agree. And they're young, obviously, but I also think, too, that you know Coach Bazer's been there long enough mm -hmm. that you know, you want to make sure that you're not going to be completely naked when you make the jump when all those guys do leave. So, you know, I heard him talk about this in particular 
when Jack went out there to go grab sound with them when we were doing our preview stuff. And, you know, there's the same expectation. I mean, they're not walking anything back. They expect to win. They expect to win big. And uh, who's going to bet against them? Well, I mean, it's just an, like an expectation from Coach Bazer at this point. Like he has the um, he has the track record and of of success, and he expects greatness. He expects to win. He wants and shows his players how to do it and what they're going to do. And he builds all of these coaches, really, not just Coach Bazer. All of them build great young men, and that's how you build a good high school program is you build the great young men first and then the football follows because if they have the morals and the values then they'll go out and they'll play well and all these coaches really do that amen to that i know we kind of glossed over new Braunfels, but you know glenn mangold's another guy yeah, that's absolutely. done a heck of a job there building a program mm -hmm. and really you know making sure everybody's in the right spot and they've got good players and they make sure that the best players get their hands on the ball I mean, again, one of those teams we don't talk an awful lot about, it seems like. And maybe that's just my own, you know, minutia over here, kind of <laughs> split hairs. But he's done a fantastic job, and I think very apt that we've got them in the top five. Absolutely. So seven is Warren. Uh, eight is Smithson Valley. Uh, they went 12-2 and two last year, had a phenomenal round. They lost to College Station in the fourth round last year. Let's get to Vet Memorial and Harlandale, though. Those are the two teams that are on our – uh, inaugural, or not inaugural, <clears throat> first game, excuse me, of our 15th season of Thursday Night Lights. 15 seasons, Chuck. <laughs> Where does the time go? Right? <laughs> it's just hard to believe that you could blink and it could be like this. But as I get older, it's the, you know, time seems like it's just shrinking. <laughs> time is a flat circle at this point. Um, so you've been talking to the coaches this week. What do you? What senses are you getting from them? Because obviously, Vet Memorial had a nine and four year last year. Lost a Flyer Bluff in the playoff. They kicked Harlandale's butt last year uh, in the opening week of the season. It was fifty-one to seven, I believe. Uh, Harlandale went six and five under Coach Oliver Torres. Vet Memorial's coach is Robert Irvin. So, what are you hearing from the coaches, the players, and everything coming into this game? Well, obviously, these are two teams that are very familiar with each other, right? I mean, I think for Harlandale, this will be the third time they've faced Veterans Memorial in the last twelve ball games. So, Harlandale started their season with Veterans Memorial, and it ended with Veterans Memorial. So, I'm sure that that was the talk amongst the team in the program that, you know, hey, this is a new year. Let's try to be better than we were last year. But, you know, Harlandale, I think they've got nine of their 11 defenders back from a season ago. So I think they like where they're at. They've got a really good running back. They've got a really good quarterback. I think there's some corporate knowledge there that I think is going to serve Harlandale well. Harlandale is going to be a very good football team this year. I mean, that's why we do have them in the top 10. But Veterans Memorial has James Peoples. And you know, <laughs> this guy is pretty darn special. I mean, it's not how I many, I can't remember the last time we had a running back in the area that was, you know, had 12 or 14 D1 offers and then settles on Ohio say State. That, on Ohio State. The Ohio State. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, to, to hear Coach Urban talk about this kid as a man, as a teammate, as a human, as a son. All these things, I mean, it makes you want to pull for the kid even more because he's not just the guy that's going to score touchdowns on right. Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I mean, he's a solid, solid citizen, and Ohio State's not only getting a heck of a ball player, they're getting a heck of a young man, too. Absolutely, and when we're going to play some sound the, from uh, – we got interviews with uh, Coach Irvin, Coach Torres, 
uh, James Peoples, Deshaun Perkins, Nicholas uh, Rodriguez, and Zion Molina. So some players and coaches from both teams, and we'll play those here in a little bit. But you're going to hear the interview from James Peoples, and it sounds like you're talking to an NFL running back. Like, he's so poised. He's so deliberate with what he says. He's so thoughtful with what he says. Like, you can just tell the kid is born to be a star. And I think so, too. And I read some stuff on him. I guess he was a huge Zeke Elliott fan. So mm -hmm. it's very pleasing to know that as good as Zeke was with the media and how honest and forthright he was with the media, that this young man's not only taken, you know, maybe some pieces from Zeke's game and trying to make it his own, but also, you know, how Zeke would handle the media and, and human beings too. So it's pretty cool. Right. I mean, last year he had over 2,000 yards, 31 touchdowns. It's just unbelievable. He puts up like Derrick Henry type numbers in high school football. No wonder he's going to the Ohio State University. Right. And he was a little nicked too at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So they held him out of one game, got him ready for the playoffs. But, uh, you know, even nicked up, he's still pretty darn special. Yeah. I was talking to Coach Irvin uh, in the spring and uh, I, I asked him, how nice is it? Like, no matter what you draw up, you can just be like, Hand it, hand it back there. Just hand, hand it to him and watch him run. And he's just like, it, it's amazing. But he could not stop talking about the person that James Peoples is, which is even more amazing. Right. What do you What do you think of the rest of the? Let's take Vet real quick. Who the, Who are the other players to watch here for Vet? Oh, they uh, they're they're mixing things up a little bit this year because they lost their star quarterback from a year ago, and they've taken a slot receiver, and they're going to put him at quarterback. Uh, I don't remember the young man's name, but they have a 6'2 linebacker that's over 200 pounds that I guess was lasered as a 4'5 at a UTSA workout. And so I'm going to be keeping my eye on him, but I did not bring my notes up up here from – let me see if I can recall it here off of their roster. Uh, da, 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 da. KJ Hennigan? Either way, uh, they have some talent on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, they got more than just Peoples. I mean, you don't joke your way to as good a season as they had last year by just having a running back. But, um, dang, what is the young guy's name? I'm going to have to look it up, dude. No worries. Um, Let me see if I sent it to myself. How do you, think, how do you think that this game – tomorrow is going to play out like what do you what are you envisioning with them trying to combat each other well I mean it's hard to know obviously because you know these games they could go one or two ways right you could have a really tight game or you could have something that gets pretty lopsided but seems know, like, there's, seems like gonna, it's something like that gonna, always on TNL. veterans memorial is going to know they've been in a fight that's the one thing they're not going to quit and they're going to be in the fight the entire time because that's just who they are. And, you know, again, they've got some players too. Their running back is a top seven kid in his class, good player. There's a lot of their kids that have aspirations to play college football too. It's not like they don't have some dudes too. So, you know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's week one and, you know, especially week ones, you know, the coaches are going to get to see what they have for the first time too. So kind of hard to prognosticate too much on the, some of this stuff yeah coach Irvin's already sent us the uh too deep for his defense at least they have a looks like 11 uh seniors in their too deep and they have one sophomore this is a very very veteran pun intended defense that they have here um 
for this game. And so Harlandale is going to have their work cut out for him. But if anyone can do it, it's Coach Torres and, and those guys over there. Zion Molina is the running back. He, he spoke a little bit. You'll hear him, hear him here in a second as well. And he's just trying to – he's been trying to get better all off season because he knows that this kind of rivalry that they have with Vet Memorial is leaving a bad taste in their mouths. So, 100%. Do you think it's going to be a little bit – so last year, last one I think was 51-7. to seven. You think it will be a little bit more competitive oh, than that yeah, one? Oh, yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, me too. Okay. I mean, especially first week of the season. I feel like the first week of the season it's always kind of more – especially the first half is going to be some, some hits flying. Again, if you've played Harlandale, you know you've been in a fight. I mean, I just like the way they play, and they're going to play hard. And, you know, a lot of these teams do the same thing too. I mean, you don't see too many teams that are quitting – Especially week one, right? right. I mean, you got to get better. And, you know, maybe a chance, too, for both of these teams to play some guys that, you know, they weren't real sure if they could be guys on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But, you know, this, that's what week one's about. That's what the non-district schedule's all about, too. So we have to keep that in mind as well. Absolutely. And so you're big. I know you talked to both coaches um, just to get a little bit of insight and you like to drop some nuggets during the broadcast. So give me, can you give me one little nugget maybe from each coach on each side? Oh, gosh, off the top of my head. I, I, I think Coach Irvin was a little concerned with the familiarity. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes, it's like we're real familiar with them. They're real familiar with us. And he goes, there's a plus to that and there's a minus to that. I got the sense there was a little bit of the negative side of that, which is they know what we're going to do. And I'm just curious to see if there wasn't a more concerted effort for, at least for this first game, for Veterans Memorial to be maybe a little different than what they were last year. You know, maybe not do, you know, and when we saw them last year, they didn't go heavy James Peoples. Mm -hmm. I mean, they spread, they did a good job of spreading the ball around, but I just wonder if there's going to be a focus one way or the other that's going to look sort of different than what they played him in last year twice absolutely and so uh when it comes to tnl you've been to how long have you been on the broadcast tnl 10 years this will this will be the 15th year in total <laughs> dude i honestly i haven't kept track i mean it, it's probably in the eight to ten year range seven to ten years so feels like five right <laughs> it actually feels like four if i'm being honest it's all been flies by so right. i i came on to it last year and in Springfield, we do something similar. Uh, Friday Night Rivals in Springfield. But it's very, very similar to this. And I'm always so amazed with the kind of community aspect of it. Excuse me. And I think that one of the best things about TNL is that it's not just about football. It's about the bands, the cheerleaders, the school, the community that these schools and these, um, these programs build. And so what have you seen, and, and is that kind of the sense you get as well yeah. when it comes to TNL? And again, I, you know, it all starts with Dean Radlar, general manager. I mean, this was his vision for all of this, and it was a struggle early on, you know, getting schools to participate. Nobody wanted to give up an extra day of practice. I mean, you could go on and on. We had some school districts that didn't want to participate. They weren't sure how it was going to go off. And, you know, we were lucky that uh, – that certain coaches jumped in on board, you know, SAID, SAISD was all in at the time. Uh, Coach Linhoff over in uh, the, the Cibolo area was all in with getting teams to come in on this. And, you know, it, it's kind of evolved. And then, you know, 
Chris Kotfus has taken a lot of this, <laughs> our producer, the, the man, the producer legend, extraordinaire, 100%. You know, to be able to encapsulate everything that's going on with, you know, we're highlighting the, the best student athlete on each team and how much and how important that is because, I mean, how many of these guys are going to go on to play college football, much less the NFL? You know, it's just fascinating to see the the growth of it all and, you know, the pep rallies now that get all the news coverage during the course of Thursdays and just the work that it goes on to get the whole school into these gymnasiums to, you know, pump up the broadcast and, you know, give the schools themselves a sense of community, but also, you know, give everybody else in town a chance to see what's going on at these schools. And then, you know, broader, the fact that, you know, you've got people all over the world that are tuning in to see this these games and, and to see what's going on in these schools. I mean, you know, you're talking about 35 to 40,000 people streaming this. That's, it's kind of mind boggling to think like, you know, how could you be in, you know, Germany watching a game? And it's like, Oh, we've got relatives that are over there that, you know, you got a bunch of military kids that growing up playing football here and they've got relatives that are in Germany. They can watch these games. I mean, it's just super fascinating. It's really cool. And I know, just like you, I mean, just glad to have a little small part in it. Yeah, I mean, it. In the best part about it is like you're just there to have fun. Like in, in all seriousness, there is no seriousness. You know what I mean? It's just a game. We're just there to. We're just there to, kind of. Spread joy and and have fun on the field and and like I know that that's the role that I take in it is going onto the field and trying to bring everybody a little bit closer because I do the sidelines. I'm trying to be, bring everyone a little bit closer to the action, but not even the action on the field, more so the fans that are going crazy in the stands. And there was a, last year there was um, a happy birthday sign for one of the coaches that was being held up by their two-year-old daughter. And I was just like, well, got to show that. I mean, right. you know what I mean? It's just like it's a bunch of fun, and it's all the community of it, which is one of the reasons, one of the main reasons that we wanted to do this these, these podcast episodes in the first place is because – there's nobody that loves football more than the mom and dad that are sitting in the stands watching their son play it. And with every kid, with every James Peoples, there's 40 others that might not get the pub, might not get the publicity, but they're there too and they're contributing, it, which makes the Thursday nights and which makes this podcast and which makes everything that goes into high school athletics so important. And a lot of those kids love football just as much as James Peoples exactly. does. So, yeah, it's just, it's a thrill. And I didn't realize how much I would enjoy this to, you know, because I was always in the mode of two plays in a, in a, a roster, you mm -hmm. know, working on a Friday night. It's, you got cameras all over the place. So you're just worried about two plays, a score, a roster, rinse and repeat, scoreboard. And it's just, uh, it's hard to describe the mindset I was in before this. It's so much better for me personally, to be able to take a ball game start to finish and then fill in with the stories that some of these kids have. And a lot of them are doing great things too. I mean, a lot of them are playing football and you see them playing football, but they have other responsibilities too. Football players maybe aren't just who they are. And maybe even though some of them identify just as football players, but you can see with their actions and some of the things that they're doing, their deeds, the kind of students that they are, that there's more going on than just football. And I think hopefully that translates during the course of the broadcast too. Absolutely. So let's get to a couple of the interviews here. Um, we're going to have Coach Robert Irvin first. That'll be the first voice you hear. And then the second one will be Coach Albert Torres over at Harlandale. All of these interviews, thanks to uh, our 
photographer extraordinaire, Jack Green, who does a great job with going out and getting these at 6.30 a.m. on Monday mornings or, and stuff like that. So that dude is unbelievable. So those are the first two, and then I'll introduce the uh, players here in a second as well. So we'll play that right now. Fall practice is finally over. Um, it's game week. I know the players always get so hyped up for this, excited. Is Coach get just as excited as the players to finally get this thing going? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it, mainly for us, it's just about finally getting into our, our weekly routine and, and getting ready to play a, a great opponent in Harlandale. Um, did Coach get all of the questions answered that he had coming into the beginning of fall camp by the time fall camp ended? Yes, sir. Yeah, we, we answered a lot of questions. Of course, we started last spring with that and over the summer and uh, doing our seven-on-seven. Seven. So, uh, you know, we feel pretty good about where we're at right now to start the season, and we're just excited to get rolling. Um, offensively, you bring back uh, – you got a lot of leadership on that offensive line. you got, obviously, one of the greater running backs in the state of Texas. Um, how much does anything change for you going – into this year as the last year where it's like, okay, I know where our strength is on offense. Does much change with the way you call plays or anything, or is it like, you know what, we're just gonna do what we do? Well, there, there's certainly uh, the factor of that, you know, we have an established offense, we have an established system. However, uh, you know, to, to be a good coach, you gotta do what, what your team does well. And this year's team is different from last year's team, so we've made some adjustments and staying within our system offensively, of course, but uh, you know, just trying to use the strengths of the guys that we have on this year's team. Knowing that a lot of defenses are going to be obviously keying on that rushing attack, um, how much is that quarterback play going to be? Because you're, you're putting in a new quarterback this year. Um, how much is his, his development early on going to be in the success for you guys to go make a deep run in the playoffs? Well, our quarterback's always important every year in our offense. You know, he's the guy that gets the ball every snap. The, the ball's in his hand every snap, and, and he has to make those decisions. Um, and, we, you know, we've got a couple of guys that have been battling that position out, and, uh, you know, both of them have done a great job preparing for the season. Um, obviously, you're no, you're, no, um, you're no rookie when it comes to TNL. How special is it you got to kick off our 15th year on TNL um, to showcase the talents of not only this football team, but this community, the cheerleaders, the band, everything. How special is that for the, for this community? Oh, it's a great feeling. I mean, we have, we have a great school, great school community, a great school district. Uh, so to, to be able to allow those young people to uh, be on TV and, and to be a part of this event that you guys put on is just so special for our, our school and our community, and, and everybody's really excited to be a part of it. Final question, uh, without obviously giving away any secrets, you went over to their stadium last year and you beat them up pretty good um, with a balanced attack. They're obviously going to be looking for a little bit of payback this year. What do you guys need to do in order to be able to get a victory against a very hungry and young uh, Harlandale team this year? Well, Coach Torres and his staff do a great job over there coaching, coaching that team. They're sound on offense and defense. Uh, they have a lot of talent coming back on both sides of the ball. So uh, we know that we're going we're gonna to have to play our best game to have an opportunity to win. And that starts this morning at practice and, and how we practice all week to prepare to get a, get a chance to win. Coach, when I ask this question to all the players, I know what the response I'm going to get. When I ask a coach, it varies. End of fall practice, you're now in game week. How excited are you go, to finally go, go, go. be, have that opponent ready to go, and these games now count? 
Well, definitely, it, it, it's more exciting because uh, now the kids have an opponent to get ready for. You know, before that, we're just getting ourselves ready. And so, uh, you know, getting ready for Venezuela more, which is a really good team, and uh, it's a great challenge for us, so we're, we're ready for it. Did all of the questions that Coach had going into fall camp, did they get answered during fall camp? You know, we, we had a, a young team last year, and we do bring up uh, bring a lot of guys, so, so uh, we always see that as a plus in, in the sense of uh, these kids already know what to expect when they go to a varsity game. So, so yes, we did get those questions answered. How are you seeing these seniors step up this year into that leadership role that's going to help you guys throughout the season? Well, they know what to expect. Uh, you know, have, having that one year of experience on varsity allows them to have some expectations and have some leadership qualities that we're hoping that they all have for this team. At this point in, in your, because you've been here now for how many years? This will be my seventh season. Seventh season. So how does things change a little bit? Do you tweak a little bit here and there based on your personnel, or do you kind of just keep the same thing and we're just going to plug the holes as they come? Well, uh, I think that a, a good coach, you know, kind of sees what's what's coming up, whether it's J, J, from his JV or freshman uh, a team, and, and has what, what uh, their scheme, but they do adjust based on the personnel. And so... Uh, so naturally, you know, we do the same thing. You know, we, we look at what we have coming up and what our strengths are, and hopefully we, we, we tweak in that direction. You're no, uh, you're no stranger to TNL. You know what this is all about, and how special is it that you get to kick off our 15th year um, on Thursday night for all of South Texas to be able to see what the Harlandale community, not just the football team, but this whole community is all about. No, it's exciting, very exciting to be on, on TNL. Uh, anytime that uh, you get a chance to uh, showcase your, your program, your school, your community, uh, it, it's, it's a plus. So, so we're very excited, very happy to be on, on TNL. Um, and you're no stranger to the team that you're playing. You played them last year twice. Um, without giving away any secrets, what do you, what's some of the keys that you're going to have to go ahead and take care of in order to be able to get a victory on Thursday? Well, first of all, they, uh, Coach Irvin and, and his staff do a great job uh, over there. You know, they, they have a lot, of, a lot of fast and good players. So, uh, number one, we, we got to line right, whether it's on defense, offense. You know, defensively, we got a gang tackle. They, we know they have, uh, you know, peoples. Uh, he, he's a really good running back, and they have a – other guys that that that, uh, that that equally as good, so so we have to we'll have to gang tackle on offense, and make make sure that we that we uh, you know execute well to get to get you know yards and yards hopefully equal first downs and first first downs hopefully equal touchdowns. So that was Coach uh, Irvin and Coach Torres right there. You can tell exactly how ready they are to uh, <laughs> to fight it out on TNL and really ready to get this season underway. I think. When I was playing, at least, there was uh, no nothing better than the anticipation of the first game except for actually winning that first game. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. So next up, you're going to hear both of the running backs for the guys. You're going to hear James Peoples first. He's the running back for Vet Memorial, who is uh, committed to Ohio State right now. So he is obviously one of the best players that we have in the Valley. And then you're going to hear Zion Molina as well. He's a senior running back over at Harlandale who is a gr good player in his own right. So we'll hear from them next. Fall camp finally over. How excited are you to finally get this thing going week one? It's highly anticipated. We've been working all fall, I mean all spring as well and summer. So, you know, just finally being able to start this season, the thing we've anticipated for so long and been waiting and working towards is a great feeling. We're just ready to get this thing going. 
What do you like about when you take the field with this offensive unit? What do you like? You, you've got a couple pieces that you got to replace, right. but a lot of that offensive line is coming back. So what do you like about this offense so far that you've seen in fall camp? Uh, I like how we gel together. I feel like us guys have been around each other for long enough to kind of feel how each other play and um, how we operate. So the cohesiveness that we have as a team has really been special and a high-powered high offense. And of course, with that line returning, I mean, all the better for me because, I mean, those guys, we worked together last year and we're going to run it back again. So, great feeling. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hype surrounding this running, rushing attack, especially with you. How do you control not trying to do too much let your teammates also go ahead and help you get where you want to go, but also realize that it was like, there's a lot of defenses that are going to keep directly on you. Of course, and um, I wouldn't expect anything different. Um, with the rushing attack that we're going to have, I mean, defense are going to have to prepare for that. But I mean, it doesn't make no difference to me. We're going to keep on doing what we do. It works. Coach Urban, the um, offense that we run, we just going to keep going at it, do the same thing. You get to kick off Thursday Night Lights this year. You get to showcase your talents in front of all of South Texas. It's like, how special is, is that moment going to be when you guys take the field this Thursday night? Um, it's going to be definitely special and a great feeling, but we got to stay focused on the um, challenge ahead, which is, of course, going to be Harlandale. So you can't really worry about too much of that. You know, you just got to play the game uh, play by play, down by down, and come out with the win. Um, my final question, it's um, you beat them. You beat them in their home stadium last year pretty good. They're going to be coming back looking for for lack of a better term, a little bit of a revenge type factor. How do you guys take care of your business in order to be able to get a W this uh, this Thursday? Well, we take care of our business by not worrying about what happened last year. Last year's behind us. We can't really worry about that. As a team, we got to attack this year with a different mindset and come out with this win. We take it one and no every single time we have to step on that field. So um, last year happened. It doesn't matter no more. We got to set the tone for this year, and that's what we're setting out to do. Fall camp is finally history. It's finally game week, something that I'm sure you guys have been chomping at the bit for quite a while now. How excited are you to finally get this thing going? And, and you're, you got a game now in a couple of days. Very excited, sir. Everyone, everyone in the locker room's hyped up. Everyone's excited. Everyone's ready to come out on uh, Thursday Night Lights and you know, play again, play in front of all of San Antonio on TV. A big moment. Everyone's excited for it. Um, you kind of came out of nowhere last year. A lot of people only in the Harlandale community knew who you were, but you kind of took the city by storm. Um, what kind of experience are you using from last year to help you this year and get ready for your senior and your last year? Just looking back at old games, looking at mistakes I made, looking at how I can improve, looking at blocking schemes, defenses, just using that experience to look into this year and just continue to improve and get better. What did you do this offseason in order to help yourself get better? Uh, watched film, worked out, you know, worked on specific drills for specific situations. Uh, you know, coaches helped out a lot, team helped out a lot. You know, everyone got better, everyone looking to be better. When you take the field with this offensive unit, what do you like about, excuse me for saying it this way because it sounds like I'm old, um, what do you like about getting uh, taking the field with your dogs? It's a great feeling. I love all my teammates. You know, I love running behind my old line. You know, quarterback, receivers, they do their thing. They, you know, everyone's operating. You know, I love the defense always, you know. Just. Um, you get a chance to showcase your talents now in front of all of South Texas when you found out that you guys were going to be on TV to open the season for TNL. How special was that moment that for you and your, your fellow seniors? It's a big moment, big moment for, you know, everybody on the team, big moment for the school. And we get to be put in the spotlight in front of, you know, all of San Antonio, like you said, on Thursday Night Lights, you know, big opportunity for everyone to step up and make a, make a name for ourselves.
All right, without giving away any secrets, what do you guys need to do, especially on the offensive side of the ball, in order to beat a very good Veterans Memorial team? Always starts off on the O-line. The O-line dictates the whole game, you know. Love those boys, love those big dogs, you know. And then everyone else, you know, we just have to execute our game plan, execute our jobs, our responsibilities. And if we just play our football, our, our game plan, we can execute and win. And you can't forget about the defensive side of the ball. We're going to hear from Jay Sean Perkins. He's the inside linebacker for Vet Memorial. He's a senior as well. Uh, and then we're also going to hear from Nicholas Rodriguez. Nicholas Rodriguez will be the second voice that you hear, or the second interview that you hear. Um, first interview will be Jay Sean Perkins from Vet. Again, all of these are done by our photographer, Jack Green. So you'll hear his voice asking the questions as well. Okay, fall camp is finally behind you. This is finally game week. How excited are you now to finally, for lack of a better term, it counts? Personally, I'm, I'm just as excited as I can be. Fall camp, we've been working. I'm ready. I want to get out there. I want to show that all we've been working and what I've been doing, I think we could personally go out there and have a great season. I want to show that. Do you kind of realize, though, now, now as a senior, this was your last fall camp uh, in high school. Did you kind of you know, maybe on Friday or Saturday, did you kind of sit there and think it was like, I'm never going to get a chance to do that again with these guys uh, in a fall camp? Uh, yeah, it was it was nerve wracking. It's just I got one last shot and I really want to make it all I can. So I wanted to put in all the work, get comfortable with all my teammates, make sure we're all on the same page that this is my one last opportunity and I want to put everything I got out on that field this year. Talk about this defense. What do you like about when you get out there on the, on the field with these with these I hate to sound like I'm trying to be young, but these dogs of yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. But one thing I really love is just like we're all on the same page. I love that we can all connect all on the finish with each other. Like we're all comfortable with each other. We can all trust each other. We all know that everyone's going to get their job done. I really love it. Some guys might be young, some guys are old, but they know how to lead, even the young guys. So I really love that we can get out there. And I just want us to show that as a defense, we're really going to be a threat this year. Um, and offensively, obviously, you got one of the, the, the premier running backs in the state of Texas. How going against him every single day in practice has made you better and this defense better uh, to get ready for what you guys are going to face on this regular season? Well, James, we know he is a wonderful running back. He's a great running back. And going against him every day really helps us out because we're not going to see many running backs like him every single week. So going against him really helps us prepare. So whenever we get out there and we have someone who's not of his skill, even if they are of his skill, we're prepared to really handle that. And we love having going against him every single day. Um, you get a chance to showcase your talents on Thursday Night Lights. Um, it's a special moment. Television, all of South Texas gets to see you. When you found out that you guys were going to be on Thursday Night Lights and kick off our season, what was that moment like for you when it was like, holy cow, we're going to be on TV again this year? Man, we were all excited. It's a blessing to be the, one of the first teams out there on the field Thursday, Thursday night. So we're all happy. We've been working hard all summer, and we want to show that. We know that's a great team over there, but we think we can go out there also put in the work and show what we've been doing all summer. Um, and finally, what is it going to take to get a victory against a Harlandale team that, for lack of a better term, is going to be hungry for what you guys did to them last year? It's going to take a lot of effort. We have to go out there, do everything our way, put everything on that field, every last drop of sweat. We know we can do it, and we're going to show them. Um, okay, fall camp is finally over with. It's game week, finally. How excited are you to finally get the games to actually count now? I'm pretty excited. Been, we've been putting in that work this summer, so hopefully it pays off. How did fall camp go for you guys? Good. Strength and conditioning wise, yes. Uh, we lifted, did sprints, change of direction, everything. When you get out there in that field with that defensive unit, what do you like about these guys right now? Uh, we're all effort. We uh, pursue to the ball. 
you know, we got heart. Might not be the most talented, but we get the job done. Um, you get a chance to showcase your talents uh, this Thursday night on, on TNL for all of South Texas to be able to see. How special is that, especially on your senior year, that you get a chance to let everybody know exactly what the Harlandale community is all about? Uh, I mean, I have talent, but like, uh, I like to be humble about it. So, I mean, I, I definitely can showcase. I show some flashes, but, you know, I'm a team player. But it's not just about you. I mean, it's the whole team yes, gets a chance to showcase that. That's got to be special for not only you, but for all your other fellow seniors, right? Yes, sir. It's, um, without giving away any of the secrets, what are some of the things that you're going to need to do in order to beat a, a very good Veterans Memorial team that you played twice last year? We got to shut down number 20 for sure. <laughs> uh, get them uncomfortable or whatever, you know. We can't, I don't think we can stop them, but we can definitely neutralize them. Yep. It's, um... Any any extra tweaks this year that you've uh, you've worked on in your game in the off season to help uh, to to get you to even to that that next level? Because um, last year you had a really good year. So where are you going to take th this game next year? Th this coming year? Um, I mean I've been training just the basics, you know, like uh, tackling, open field tackling, whatever uh, drops, my sky drops, just getting the little things right. How have you seen your leadership take over for to get these younger guys ready? It's pretty good. I should speak up a little more, but I, yeah, I'll get to them. Well, I think, Chuck, it's uh, we can suffice to say we're expecting a great game tomorrow. I think so, too. It was interesting hearing some of those guys talk from Veterans Memorial, you know, especially the, the defensive guy, the linebacker, when he was talking about, man, it's great. I get to go up against this guy every single day. He's making me. He's making the guys on defense a lot better because we're not going to see somebody like him probably right. on another team. And even if we do, we're prepared for it because we see James Peoples every day in practice. I thought that was incredible insight. Absolutely. And then you hear the guys like Nicholas Rodriguez and Zion Molina over at Harlandale, and they're just they're happy to be there, but you can tell exactly how bad they want to be vet tomorrow. They want this win so bad because they haven't had one recently against them. So Yeah, Mikey's got a little gunslinger in him too, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to watching to see if uh, we get to see some of that on display tomorrow night. Absolutely. Well, we hope that the Harlandale and Vet Memorial communities can both uh, take take this and kind of listen to it in anticipation of the game tomorrow. We're going to try and uh, showcase the communities as best as possible tomorrow. And I know Chris Kotfuss and all the guys in production are, uh, and Don is going to be back tomorrow. Chuck, they'll do a great job on the broadcast. I'll try and add a little sprinkle here and there on the broadcast as well. Great. So uh, thank you so much for everyone that joined us tonight on the first High School Hype Squad episode of the season. We look forward to being back Next week, we look forward to a great uh, year of high school athletics. This is it for the Sneakers and Cleats podcast today. Just a quick rem reminder, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. All those interviews uh, were filmed and have video elements. So if you'd like to see them, you can go to YouTube and get those. Please download, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Give us a five-star rating. Give us some feedback. Feedback is a gift. We will see you on Monday for the after the last Cowboys preseason game. Break that down for you right here on the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? 
Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.